0: hello and welcome to yet i always say yet but you know doesn't fucking matter that is effing weird that's the podcast that's what we're doing that's what we're rolling into and i am going to be the only host on for today and we are going to continue the topic of disappearances. Now, what I'm going to be doing for today's episode is I'm going to be going through um, some of the Google searches, and we're going to be finding some of the top stories. And then you know what we're going to do? We're going to break it down. We're going to talk about it. We're going to see what old Alex thinks of what might be going on. And I promise you, it's not just going to be aliens, aliens, aliens more aliens about what as far as like you know them well you know what fuck it we're just gonna we're just gonna roll right into it all right so here we go um all right here's the google okay so um you know let's just let's just do a classic top 10 disappear it disappears okay here we go top 10 disappearances. Ooh, okay. Um and this is coming from listverse.com. All right. So uh, Percy Harrison Fawcett, I believe is his name, the last city of Z. Okay, so Fawcett was an explorer and had several had served in the army in his earlier life. He later went down in history after disappearing during his search for an ancient city called Z. In the in the Amazon jungle, tales of an ancient civilization with mysterious towers, uh, emitted strange light, fascinated him. Making after making some promises, promising finds during preliminary investigation, Fawcett, his son Jack, and Jack's close friend set off north towards their hometown. When they were about 400 miles away from where they started, Fawcett instructed his Brazilian assets, (laughs) oh my gosh, assistants, (laughs) to head back home and take a letter to his wife. In the letter, Fawcett advised his wife not to fear failure. Nothing was ever heard from Fawcett, his son, or his friend, his son's friend, again. A A few years later, a Swiss man reported to have encountered Fawcett, then an old man. Um, they gathered some reports and they went and found, went to find Fawcett where they had previously met. Nothing more was left. Nothing more was ever heard from the Swiss man nor the reporters. Investigators have sent many other explorers to look for Fawcett and others, but have found nothing. Okay. So Fawcett, his son and his son's friend. Go out on an adventure to find a city. Um Fawcett, I guess, you know, found some stuff in his in his investigation of, of, of this ancient city that, you know, he thought was enough reason to give him to go find this. Now, again, let me check to see where this was. Um okay, hometown of. All right, I think this is in Brazil. So let me actually find because it says they went north towards their home. They set off north towards their hometown, and I'm not even gonna try to pronounce this. Um, oh fuck, I have to. I always. Uh, cu- it, it's it's not Colombia. It's Cuiambia. It's okay. So it's C U I A B A cumbia but it's it is in brazil um i'm gonna actually pull up a map to actually see where in brazil so this is like dead center of brazil let's see here mato grosso that is like i I don't know if that's I'm terrible at geography. I should have paid more attention in school. Fuck. All right, so it it, okay. So it it is dead center in Brazil, and they said they went 400 miles north, and that would probably put them somewhere. Maybe I don't know more north 400 miles north to be exact but there's a lot of green on the map that i'm looking at um let's see here what else what else it doesn't look like there's a lot of cities even now so that's okay so all right okay you know you know Here, here all right so let me first tell you my thoughts on possibly what could have happened um this is back in let's say the year what year was this doesn't say. Okay, there is a picture of the guy on the listverse.com and he looks oldish or the picture looks old as shit. It's black and white. It looks like those old 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 photos of like back when they were building um, out west the fucking railroads how they're just black and white, you know, pick it like making pipe and so that's the picture I'm looking at. I'm pretty sure that's it. You know what? Actually, <laughs> okay. I know I keep getting sidetracked, but let me officially see what year this was in. So Percy Harris Fawcett control C. Let's try to find an actual picture of this guy. So yeah, it's all those pictures are exactly what i said. So this is back, this is back in the day. All right, I'm guessing, here. okay, so there's another picture that says 1867 through 1925. Okay, so that's that's the time frame that we're working in. The the, the late 1800s to like, the, the, where the, the two meet, right? The 18 and the 1900. Okay, so somewhere in that time frame, there's not a lot of technology, right? You know, weapons weren't very high-tech as they are now. I'm not saying that they weren't effective or anything. But if you think about it, it's very possible that it was just an animal attack, you know? And if Percy, if that was it, per Per, Per, Perry for Fawcett, that's his last name, whatever. If he was well known and everything, someone could have just said, you know, a crazy guy could have just said that he was him, him living out in the jungle, whatever. I don't know why anyone would want to live out just in the middle of the jungle. Um, but it's very, cause you know, like the, the Amazon, that's what, that's what we're talking. You know, I'm a, I'm an idiot because I just, I had to type in where there's the Amazon. Oh, okay. Anyways. Um, but yeah, he, to me, it seems like it could have just been an animal attack because there's definitely lions, snakes, alligators, especially if they went on a trail now. Okay. So here's the thing too. Is that if he never told his son or his son's friend exactly the route that they were going or how to get back or anything, or if he never like showed them it, there's a Spongebob episode where Mr. Krabs is like obsessed with this this map and SpongeBob and Patrick wanna see it, right? And then they finally see it, and it's just the game board. Same thing could be going on here, where the dad held onto the map and didn't show his son. Again, this is just a very quick, I just This is the first time I'm hearing of this. And these are my thoughts. So, but he seemed like he was pretty dead set on finding the city Z, which is very, I mean, it didn't say anything else. You know, let's, let's do a little Google search into the city of Z because that's the one at, he was so obsessed, the city of Z. All right. Um, lost city of Z is the name given by Colonel per Percy Harrison for, okay. okay so what's this guy, a British survivor to an indigenous city that he believed that existed in the jungle lost city of Z. Okay. So this is, <laughs> this comes straight from Wikipedia. So, you know, it's accurate. Um, Okay, so there's an actual movie adaptation of what is going on in 2017. Okay, so 25 things you need to know about The Lost City of Z. Hopefully it's not just about the movie. Um, Okay, so um, Lost City is perhaps the most sought after Lost City in the history of mankind. Did not know that, so that's kind of cool too. Countless expeditions have been organized to find the city, but despite this, no one has ever managed to find evidence of its existence. All right, so let's get into these facts about the Lost City. Okay, so according to myths and legends, the Lost City of Z would have been erected in every ancient time by the descendants of Atlantis. Okay, so that's kind of cool. So this thing was around even then, apparently. So the ancient city is believed to have been... Okay, so again, this is from ancientcode.com. Ancient city is believed to have been located somewhere in the jungles. Uh, So I was right. 400 miles, yep, in Brazil. Got that, we already knew that. I told you guys that. We're still good. Um, Fasem made eight expeditions searching for the lost. Okay, so this is crazy. Let's take a pause real quick. Eight. Eight expeditions to try to find this lost city. That's insane. So then he, he knew the route well, right? I mean, you would think so. You would think that this guy have gone eight times that he would. So that, that, that just kind of solidifies either he got hurt, he got eaten by a snake, maybe not a snake. I don't think there's bears there either. But definitely, like he, I, I think something. I, I think he just got hurt, and then I, I think his his uh, his son and his son's friend didn't know how to get back, and they probably got lost, because it said that uh, the Swiss explorer found an old man, and um, oh no, I'm an idiot. I even explained this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, the audience. I'm getting all. I'm getting all twisted around. He sent his son and his son's friend back with a letter. That's right. And then he, they... But it's... Hold on. Am I getting all mixed up right now? I think I am. Because it says that... Um, no, okay, so... All right, this... Also, so this goes against what I was just saying, because he said... He sent his son and his son's friend back... With a letter to his wife. And not to fear fail, not to feel failure. Fear failure. And then nothing was ever heard from Fawcett, his son, or his friend, his son's friend again. Okay, so backtrack a little bit. All three went out. Sent his son and his son's friends back with a letter. Hey, we're gonna find the city. His son and his son's friend comes back to his dad but then nothing has ever heard from them again. So, yeah, I, I don't know if that matters much, but again, it's just, I, I feel like maybe something, else, like maybe there's a terrible storm. It doesn't go into detail as far as the weather and everything like that, because even when people climb Mount Everest, right, you can climb it once, be successful, at a certain time of the year the mountain is constantly changing, right? There's the snowpack, there's the, there's the wind, there's the, the temperature, everything like that can play a huge factor into climate. Just because you climb it once does not mean you can climb it again. It's constantly changing. The same thing could be going on with the Amazon jungle. I mean, the jungle is moving within itself. You have creatures going across trails and, you know... You got the weather can, It could have been super hot that year. They could have just all died from dehydration. Who knows? The elements. Again. So I personally think something happened to him. And I think that Swiss Swiss Explorer, if this was a big thing where um it, it kind of like made the newspapers like, oh, the fossa guy disappears into the jungle. And it's kind of like a it's Cause again, news doesn't travel very fast. And like when something is like a big thing, I feel like it's a big thing for a while. Maybe this Swiss guy wasn't a very good explorer. You know, maybe he went out there once, ran into somebody, someone knew about this story and was like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Fawcett. And then that guy just, there's something going on. And, but I think that, I think the easiest way to explain this is just the elements or animals, just eating people. Cause again, like if you don't, if, don't have a whole crew going out there with you, it's just you solo because it just said a Swiss man it didn't say like a whole expedition team ran across this guy, it just said one random guy. So if it was just one random guy who went out there, found him and everything, then ah, that's okay. All right, final thoughts. I'm I'm just gonna chalk this up as a eaten by animals or the elements. Now, you, the audience member. I know I just, I probably did this whole story, a disjustice and everything like that. But what do you think? What do you think actually happened to this guy? Do you think it was animals? Do you think it was something more than that? Do you think he just got lost and then died that way? What do you think possibly could have happened to Percy Harrison Fawcett? All right, we're gonna move on to our our next one. Oh, this one I I am very familiar with. You probably are familiar with this one too, Amelia Earhart. So perhaps the most famous disappearance in history. I'm going back to uh, listverse.com. Amelia Earhart vanished from the face of the earth on July 2nd, 1937. Um, she was a navigator. Fred. She had navig. She had navigator Fred Noonan had embarked. Okay, this doesn't make any sense. Okay, whatever. I'm going to keep reading. Okay. um, Erhurt was already a legend as the first female to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. To date, explorers and historians are still trying to solve their vexing disappearance. The pioneer in pilot and her navigator had set off for Holland Howland Island, a remote island in the Pacific Ocean from New Guinea. Uh, Erhart and Noonan. Okay, so Noonan is, I guess, her navigator. Okay, so vanished somewhere on the Pacific Ocean. A search and rescue team searched for two or over two weeks. No remains or clues to, to their disappearance have ever emerged. Two years later, a court ordered officially declared the two dead. Her disappearance has sparked many cons for conspiracy theorists, thus becoming a topic of debate. Now, I don't know how this could be. Any conspiracies could really be going on with this. Now, I learning about this story back because I, I remember learning about this or hearing about this in school when I was pretty young. Um. I did not know that she had a navigator with her. I was under the impression that she flew solo when she had had passed away, or when she had crashed. Because that, to me, that is that's probably what happened, right? I mean, like it, this, we're not talking about like a jumbo jet. We're not talking about it's like a single prop plane. Just like that's I, she probably hit some bad weather. That I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say she hit some bad weather or we had talked about this. There's another famous airplane um, story. I think we had talked maybe touched it a little bit in the uh, Bermuda triangle with the, um, I think it's flight 21, 21, 20, okay. it's, it's the one where the um, the army Navy uh, flew the, the practice, uh, jets or planes or whatever through the bermuda triangle to do like test runs on like bombing or whatever and they got all turned around and this i feel like is the exact same thing that happened because if you think about it you don't hear too many um stories now of planes well, okay <laughs> okay well okay no I, uh, I was just gonna say we just covered the malaysia airline one And that one where the plane did go missing. But the difference between that one is now you can track planes. Back then, it was, I'm going on this route. See ya. Like, if they started, like, okay, they were supposed to go north and then they just hit fucking east right away, we're never going to find them, right? So, at least with the Malaysia airline, we have a general idea of where they ended up. And like what Tristan had said, people spent many, many, you know, weeks, months, you know, researching this and then pieces started show, um, showing up on the shores of, I forgot where it was because like, like they said, if it lands here in a couple of months, we should see stuff washing ashore here. And it was true. Like they did find stuff now with Amelia Earhart and the navigation thing, they're, like they they had just that route so it's very easy to get turned around so we're not gonna find them you know and by now the plane is probably all like I mean look look at the Titanic around you know it's around the same time frame and the Titanic made of steel in a couple you know I'm not gonna say a couple years but it's it's the ocean is eating it away right and if this plane is not made out of steel it's made out of wood fabric it's there's probably nothing left of it anymore so even if we did or if we were able to actually get the exact spot of where it went down there's there's nothing left and then yeah so to me this is probably just navigation was bad um they they got probably turned around maybe some bad weather they had some unpredicted bad weather because again it's not like they had couldn't turn on like channel 5 news and and guess what? Yep. Oh, there's going to be a huge storm. Maybe we shouldn't go. Again, I don't I'm I don't know how the meteorologists back then how accurate they were. I do know though that on the plains in the United States in the west, like where there was mountains, you could predict that you were going to get rain or like whatever because you could look over at the mountains and you could see it coming. But that's not the same. Like you can't look across what was it, the Pacific Ocean. And see what's coming to not go. So, I think, they, I think they just hit bad weather, bad weather, or possibly they got turned around. And again, if you if you know more of the conspiracies and everything about this story, now go ahead, drop a comment in there and tell me what you think actually might have happened. As far as like, because again, I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's a conspiracy. Maybe the navigator didn't want her to succeed, right? And maybe in mid-flight, he killed her, right? And then he started the plane and then zzz, landed it and then it took off, right? And then he just changed his name. I think it was very easy back then. day that if you wanted to disappear, you could, right? Now, again, I don't know much about the story. That could possibly be something. Because again, with the Malaysian Airline one, it was one of the two pilots. We had talked about that where one of them had to like it, it was it's just obvious one of the two pilots did something right it just that's what it was um so it's very possible that maybe the navigator didn't like her or maybe he did i don't know but if you know more about this story you want to hear or you want to see other people what they think about this leave some comments you know tell us what actually conspiracies now again you know me i could probably say that it was aliens right because that's when this is, wait, wait, 19, I think, 37. So, uh, I mean, but there's always been reports of stuff in the sky, right? That always has been. So it's very possible that uh, just a UFO came by, beamed those two up, and then they're just hanging out in space right now. Is that probably what's going on? No, but I'd love to think so. All right, moving on to our next story. So, ooh, this one, uh, I've never heard of this. So Angela Hammond, back over to listverse.com. All right, on April 4th, 1991, Angela Hammond vanished while taking talking with her boyfriend from a Clinton, Missouri payphone. The boyfriend, Rob Schaefer, recalls that Angela had described, a, described him a suspicious man circling the neighborhood in a green pickup truck. Uh, He then stopped near the payphone, and since then, the 20-year-old disappeared. Schaefer told the police that he had quickly jumped into his car and drove to where Angela was. As he was heading there, a green pickup truck drove past him. He slammed the car into reverse gear and blew its transmission. Schaefer helplessly watched as the abductor took his girlfriend away. The police initially suspected Schaefer, but they soon declared him cleared him due to his witness and his alibi. What makes him, what makes this case really creepy is that it could be linked to two other Missouri disappearances earlier that year. Angela Hammock, ooh, not Angela Hammond, Angela Hammock, so they, did, another girl had the same first name, uh, was never found. Detectives categorized the case as a random crime since she was not doing anything wrong or suspicious. Her abductor just happened to spot her Talking to her boyfriend, why the police were not able to find the oh what green suspicious green truck with a big green decal on the windows is still a mystery. All right, so in this one, this one, yeah, really I always find it very odd or very weird when you have criminals, right? Committing crimes for no reason. There is no pattern. There is no uh, who was it? There is a uh, the night stalker, right? So the night stalker had a little bit of a a pattern, right? So he would go up to people's windows, check to see if they were open. But the actual victims themselves didn't matter. Didn't matter uh, age, race, um, you know, male, female didn't didn't matter right, he would just check windows, right, and if your window was open, you were the victim, right, so I almost feel like this is the same case where the, the criminal in the green truck, right, just drives around and tries to find, now, okay, so he's selecting because the, he, the police think that there's, they can link this to two other crimes earlier that year. Same thing, right? So, in that instance, you could kind of be like, All right, hey, if you're, you know, a young female, don't be out by yourself because this guy might abduct you, right? Or girl, I don't know. Because that's the thing. We don't know who it is. It could be a guy, could be a girl, could be, could be anything, anybody, right? So, that like that right there, like there's, okay, there's a slight pattern. But the reason why he picks them, it's not like – how do I describe it? It's not like – it's not he, – he has a category, I guess, that he he's looking for. And I guess that would be the pattern. But besides that, it, they're just random. And I think that's pretty scary. Um, Yeah, that's – I do think it's weird that – because the boyfriend – saw the green truck right and i'm sure that i'm sure that there was flyers and things put out looking for this make and model so it's possible that depending on as to where where in missouri this happened clinton missouri okay so let me pull up the map real quick because i can't i have a theory. And then you guys tell me what you think. You guys tell me what you think about this theory. Okay. So Clinton, Missouri, is located not too far from the Kansas border, right? It's a little bit west of Kansas. Um. All right. Let me see. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It. If I had to put my thumb on it, it would probably be maybe maybe a two, two and a half hour drive from Kansas. Maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, depending on you know where how fast you're driving. Whatever. It's not far from the border. That's what long short of it. So it could very well be that, and I think this is why I think it's so important that police agencies work together right because it's very possible that this abductor came from a different state and 1991 i mean technology was getting there right i feel like police agencies for the most part would be helping other police agencies out but i think it's like if you're not if that, if a green truck with decals is not on your radar that it, it could be in another state right um And then again, internet was not like what it is today, where you can just blast that. Like I'm seeing stuff, I go on to Reddit all the time, and I'm seeing stuff from all sorts of different places in the United States, different countries. It's so easy to send information and receive information now, whereas back in the day, that wasn't the case. Like if you wanted to know what was going on in another city, you had to go to that state or that city or call someone that you knew probably. And then like read the newspaper or actually go to that place, right? Whereas now you could go online and just type in like, uh, I don't know, uh, North Dakota missing persons list or like, you know, like uh, news that's going on and you could get that list. And then you could also see like, hey, we're on the lookout for this. Now, again, it's not like other states are broadcasting like, Hey, look out. Cause I mean, that would just be flooded if you, if you think about it, right. If every news station was talking about everything, but that, you know, that actually wouldn't be a bad like news or TV show where it was like, just a 24 seven, just a reel of just, Oh, but that would be so much. Like if, if, if it was just like, Hey, we're looking for this and like, just, you know, Hey, we're looking for this. We're looking for this. And granted, like, okay, that would be, again, that would be a lot. But I think, I think for this one, it's very possible that this abductor was from a different state, different state coming over to Missouri, abducting who he wanted to, going back over to Kansas, laying low for a little bit because um, in the story, it said in April that she was abducted and then, um, two other Missouri dips diff- earlier that year. So January, February, March, April. So that wasn't, it's not like he was laying low or the abductor was laying low for a while. It seemed like maybe like a month, month and a half. And then you'd come back, do it again. Now it said it didn't say specifically Clinton, Missouri. It just said in Missouri, so it's very possible he was traveling the state of Missouri. You know, because yeah, I I just I think this is just I'm not gonna say it's too easy to chalk it up as the, the abductors from a different state going to crossing state lines and everything, but. Again, if agencies aren't specifically saying like, "Hey, this is a hot case," please be on the lookout. I, I don't think uh, I don't think you're gonna get much anywhere. And then, especially, you could have gotten rid of the truck, right? I think it's very easy to just get rid of your vehicle and get a new one. Now, is it is it really that easy? I mean, I don't know, but you know, if you don't want to be caught change your vehicle but it seemed like i don't let's see here did it say i don't think it said just happened to spot her john they were never yeah so they were never able to find the green truck and it didn't say that the green truck was linked to the other two all it said was that that this abduction could be linked so it's very possible that um Angela Hammond just described that specific vehicle for that abduction. And then maybe this abductor would change vehicles every single time, go across state lines. I think there's a lot of maybes and possibilities. Um, And I was like, it's, how do you solve, how do you solve a case like that now? Right. Because like, I, I think it's the, the detectives that go on these, um, on these cold cases like this that are like in years and years and years of like what the only thing you have to go from is like what people say. Um, it's not like you can actually go to the actual crime scene and gather this stuff. Like, yeah, there's no evidence. Like it's gone. 1991. Holy shit. That's almost, that's crazy to think that's almost 30 years ago. That was 30 years ago. That's more than 30 years ago. We're in 2022. 1991 that's tw- that's 31 years ago oh my math is right right there um but yeah it's it's he, how like that, I, that props to you if you're a detective and you're listening to this show we'll first thank you and uh but like how do how do you that is just insane that is that I mad respect for anyone who can do that and to solve that now again i get that people sometimes just like new evidence comes up and it helps put those pieces together um it, it's, it's just it's very weird and it's very scary too to think that just like a random random people and this is the, that's what so if you haven't watched the net i'm not not shout out i'm not sponsored obviously netflix not giving them anything but it's the night stalker the netflix one that they did amazing it's really good it Really just the cinematography, the story, how they talk about it, the actual detective that was on the case that actually brought the Night Stalker in. Great. Um, great story. I'm not gonna spoil it for anything. But yeah, it's just like that that reminds me kind of like what's going on here a little bit. Real no pattern, just the night stalker would look for open windows. Same with this abductor. We didn't really care who it was, just was looking for a young girl. Right. So that's for this one, it's I can't really explain. I mean, obviously she was abducted. That's why she disappeared, right? But where is she? I don't know. And by now, Chuck is probably destroyed. If not, like just sitting somewhere, just rotting, right? Probably in the probably in the bum fucking nowhere. Right. Cause I feel like feel like if you're going to be an abductor or you're going to commit crimes, you don't want to be like in the city, right? You want to be off by yourself alone so no one can find you. Um, but yeah, I, this one, I cannot, I I mean, obviously it's, she, she hasn't turned up and it's sad. Like when, when people actually get like stories like this, it's, it's, uh, it's not very enjoyable. So let's, uh, let's continue though. Let's go on to Let's see here. Let's find. It. Ooh, this is actually someone had mentioned this next. Um, this next one that I'm about to talk about, right? And if I, I'll read you. I'll read you the story of, um, obviously, of what, who, who the, who's these are, and everything. And it's 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 crazy, right? And this says nothing. This was not recently too. This was. I can't remember what topic we were trying to cover. Um, it might have been, might have been Halloween. No, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna get right into it. You guys want to hear it? I'm gonna read it. The Solder Children. You might have heard of it. I had never heard about it until, again, someone had reached out to me about this. Back to live. List or listverse All right. So the disappearance of the five Solder Children is five, by far the, the eeriest case uh, on the list. According to them, I don't know if it is, but five out of 10 siblings disappeared under the unclear circumstances from their home on Christmas Eve night. Rather than head off to bed, the five children, the five kids asked their parents if they could stay up and play with their toys. The parents agreed and went to bed. When a strange series of events began, the phone rang, and when the kid's mother answered, the voice on the other end asked for someone unknown to the mother. When she said she didn't know the person in question, the voice laughed and immediately hung up. As she headed back to bed, she noticed that someone had drawn up all the shades and unlocked all the doors, and the lights were on. The family was later woken up by a sound on the roof, only to realize that the house was in flames. Luckily, the parents and five of their children managed to escape the inferno. None of the kids that had asked to stay up that night were in sight. Sodders, that's the name of the children, or that's the last name of the Sodders. Sodders never stopped believing that their children were still alive. Even when the official conclusion was that they had succumbed to the inferno, this silver of hope, the sliver, she's not silver, the sliver of hope was backed by a photo of one of their sons as a grown adult mailed anonymously in the 60s. Yeah, that is um. That is pretty weird, right? Am I right? I mean, first off, you have 10 kids. What is going on? That like I have two cats, and that's that's too much for me. I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but holy cow, five or ten, ten, ten little giblet heads running around. That's that's a lot, right? But Christmas day or Christmas night I should say they want to play with their they want to play with their toys so they let them stay up right could could you link could you and would you link the phone call to the fire i don't i don't know i mean like i was a kid i prank phone called people now it doesn't go into like whether this person on the other line was an adult if it was uh, a kid all it says is that they got a phone call and honestly asking for someone and they started laughing. Now again, Christmas, what do people like to do? People like to drink. They like to party, right? Depending on what time of the night. I mean, people go way into the night. So it's very possible that it was just a drunk person calling wrong number. Has, could be nothing to do with the missing kids or the inferno, right? Um, but again, mom wakes up All the shades and all the doors are unlocked. Now, at this point, I don't know why the mom didn't check on the kids. And I'm not blaming the mom by any means. I'm not. But to me, that seems like something you should do as a parent. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't have kids. I don't know. Um, But if you do, what would you do? Would you, if someone, if you're woken up by a phone call, your kids wanted to stay up late, would you check on them or would you just go back to bed? Because the picture of the kids, they all—they don't look very. I'm not gonna say like young, but they don't look old either. I'm probably saying like maybe six, seven, maybe eight, eight at the oldest. Um, but still, wouldn't you? I feel like that's something that a parent would do. Woke up in the middle of the night, kids want to stay awake. You know, hey, yeah, maybe like another half hour, and then go to bed. I don't know, but I don't know if you could. Again, I don't know if you could link the phone call to the disappearances. I do think it's weird, though, that she noticed that all the shades and all the lights were on. Like, Would would you not be wondering where your kids are, too? Because it seems like at this point that it doesn't say anything about the kids. It doesn't say anything about like where they possibly are, what they're doing. All it says is that she noticed that the shades were up, lights were on. Now, if we go back to the story, um, she heads back to bed. She noticed that someone had drawn up all the shades and unlocked all the doors, and the lights were on. The family was later woken up, sound on the roof. Okay, so she wakes up from a phone call, doesn't know who it is. They laugh, hang up, laugh. All right, and then the next thing that she notices, all the shades, and how does it say all the shades in the house? It's just as all the shades now, I maybe I don't know the layout. It would really help if we knew the layout of the house, right? Cause maybe the kids were upstairs playing in their room. Cause what I haven't pictured in my head, in my mind is the kids are down by the Christmas tree, right? That's just, that's my first thought, right? So again, if this is back in the day, you probably don't have multiple phones around your house. You probably have like a phone and it's in the the living room or like the, the main area of the house. So like anyone can get to it, run to it fast. Right. But okay. So let's assume that let's assume that it's in the main area of the house, um, living room by the Christmas tree. Okay. So that's where, to me, that's where the story is like, okay, well, what what's going on? Why wouldn't you know where your kids are? Unless the kids asked to stay awake playing with their toys in their room. Um so that could be that could be the possibility or the you know the reason um why is that or why she didn't notice is that maybe like just the layout of the house is like all the kids are upstairs, right? Maybe that's maybe that's what it was. And like the main bedroom was downstairs. And she didn't want to walk up the stairs, but she did notice that, like, hey, the shades are open, doors are unlocked. Why wouldn't she lock the door again? Right? Or maybe she did. I don't know. It doesn't say that in the story. But to me, it's like, okay, the shades are open, doors are unlocked. Lock the doors. Shut the shades. Yeah. But again, like t- I just I don't know why. I don't know why she wouldn't check up on them. That's that's bugging me right now. Um but she, nevertheless, she. I'm, I'm shitting on the mom right now. <laughs> I don't want to make it to seem like that, but I'm not. I'm not trying to. But she goes back to bed. Like that. That's the. That's the thing too. Is that she? She wakes up. She notices all these things, but goes back to bed. Right. So she doesn't. I guess like. And maybe there's like. I, I always my. Growing up, my mom, I feel like I always had, like, a sixth sense, right? She always knew when we were fucking around or not doing something that we weren't supposed to or we weren't where we were supposed to be, right? And then she would yell. But I feel like she – and I feel like this happens, like, with most moms or, like, most parents. Or, like, you know, you just have a sixth sense. You just have a feeling. And maybe she, like – or maybe she was tired, you know? But I feel like if there's anything – suspicious going on inside the house or her like she noticed it was like too quiet she might have said something or not maybe not said something but like go go check you know so i'm i'm feeling like maybe there weren't there weren't those vibes and that's why she didn't she didn't go or again she could have been really tired but nevertheless she goes back to bed and i guess both of them let's see here it says the family was later woken up by a sound on the roof, only to realize that the house was in flames. They were able to get five of the 10 children out. Now, I'm wondering if it was they ran to the kids' bedrooms and snagged them up or, like, everyone in the house was woken up and yada, yada, well, I don't know. Um, But it, it really is weird that... I mean, I, I, again, if you're a parent, what, what are your thoughts on this? Right. So would you keep going back inside your house till I, mean, I would hope so that till you had all of your kids out? Like at what point, like, do you, do you just yell for them or do you like, cause I mean like I would, I would, for my cats, I would go run and snag them up and it's a cat. So I, I'm, I'm going to assume that a parent would run in and go get their kids and maybe they like i because they i wonder how if the house if they were woken up by a sound on the roof and everything like that the fire had to have been just ablazing by then right and they were probably rushing to get out there but i'm gonna assume that they went back in and they just couldn't find them now the thing i will say about that makes us uh the whole story really weird is that again they chalk it up as the kids went up you know like with the, with the house like they they got burned um but i i want to say that they didn't find the bodies and everything and that's what makes it i think that's why it makes it so weird so let me let me check real quick in a different spot about this story um i don't want i don't want to use wikipedia that you know trustworthy that is. Um, so this is from grunge.com. The biggest solder children theories, what really happened to them. Um, okay, so this kind of gives this this one goes a little bit more into detail, and I think that'll help us kind of break this down. I'll say on December 24th, yeah, we know that nineteen forty four tracks. okay. Um Family went to bed before midnight. At 1 a.m., however, a fire broke out and alerted the family. They immediately evacuated the home, but George, I'm assuming that's the dad, soon realized that five of his children had not, obviously, were not outside. He went back in into the blaze. Good on him, right? I just asked about that, but could not reach the second floor since the staircase was on fire. George went back outside and had the idea to reach the bedroom upstairs through the windows, but the ladder was typically, that was typically outside the house, was nowhere to be found. He of using his truck to reach the windows, but it wouldn't start. Family members and neighbors attempted to call the fire department, but they were met with no response. It wasn't until 8 a.m. the fire crew finally arrived, and by then, the solder home was already in ashes. Everyone assumed that the five missing children, uh, oh, this actually says their names, Betty, Jeannie, Luis, Martha, and Marcy died in the fire. Betty, Jeannie, Luis, Martha, Marcy. Okay, so there was no trace of the missing solder children. So according to the initial investigation, was, we know that it was, the children went down, but it was caused by faulty wiring and a coroner concluded that the missing children that didn't make it out had gone, you know, burned. George and Jeannie Sauter, however, that's the mom, did not believe that the faulty wiring was the case as they saw some of the lights in the home still working while the fire grew. They deemed, they demanded a more thorough investigation into the matter. It seemed that the couple was right as a more in- as more information was revealed upon further inspection, um, it was revealed that no human remains were found in the rubble. Furthermore, no one seemed to smell burning flesh during the fire, which would have been a noticeable odor if the five children died in the home. Okay, so okay, so there you go, right there. There's so we have a list of things kind of going all on all at once right now, right? dad goes back in good on him tries to get to the second floor second floor is ablaze the staircase can't get there so i wonder if half of the children had downstairs rooms or maybe something like that again lay out of the house i don't know it would really help this like you know like where they all were where they were all staying um but nevertheless he can't get up there he goes outside. Thinks, I'm going to get my ladder. Great idea, right? He's a fast thinker. The ladder isn't there. Now, do you think someone, if someone set fire to the house, do you think someone is thinking in their head, like, oh, I'm going to take the ladder so they can't, you know, do you think they would do all of these things prior to that? Or do you think it's just a, just all just, just shit luck? Like, you know, just like, it's just one bad thing. Cause I've had those, I've had those days where, Getting ready in the morning, stub my fucking toe, right? Ouch, it fucking hurts. Then, like, I put my foot down, I step on the cat's tail, and it's just like one thing after another. There's no tube in the toothpaste. Sweet. I'm not going to brush my teeth. I'm kidding. I do. He's mouthwashed instead. Yeah. Go downstairs. There's no milk for cereal, right? So, I'm using very small things to describe a very large series of events, right? But there, there are those days where it's just like one big thing after another, just like, it's just not going your way. And again, a housewire, it could very possibly be that where it's just, you know, maybe like later on, like, it's just like, it was nearby, just wasn't where it specifically was, maybe it was like on the back side of the house rather than on the side of the house. And like if you're in go mode where your adrenaline is pumping and you, again, your kids, you, you think your kids are up in the, you want to get to them, right? It could have been that like if he would have taken another two or three seconds just to like peek around the house. But again, the house is like just going up in flames. So you, you have to move fast. So I think his second idea of starting the truck, great idea to get to the second floor. But it didn't start, which makes it very, very, very weird. And don't know what state this is in, but I do know coming from a cold state, and I used to live in both Alaska and Minnesota, both very cold states. Guess what? Batteries hate the cold, right? And if they're living in a cold state, and this is back in the day, again, this black and white photo and everything like that. Um yeah, guess what? Those batteries are going to be shot in the winter unless you take them out, put them inside where they can stay warm. But again, that, okay, he, let's say he did do that. Let's say he did bring the battery inside the house, right? Maybe the battery was dead. I don't know. But it's it, They're make the way that everything is playing out, it seems like this was a very planned event, right? Like, take the ladder away. Like, make it so the vehicle can't start. Um, so you have a lot of the weird events all happening, kind of all at once. Um, but then the faulty wiring, right? The investigation, or no? But even before that, the fire crew. Why could no one get a hold of the fire? The firemen, right? That, that to me that is a very weird weird piece to all of this. Um, but because fire crews are on standby twenty four seven. Right? Yeah, they are. I mean, it should be. Um, so that that piece of it too is very odd. So you have the ladder wasn't there, the car doesn't start, can't get a hold of the fire department, right? And then the investigation. Now I'm not saying anything bad about the investigator, right? Maybe, maybe just based on X, Y, and Z, it was that. Like it was just, hey, and maybe there was faulty wiring at some point in the house or someplace right? If you've ever watched the, uh, the movie Christmas story, when the dad is plugging stuff into the wall, it's just like a rat's nest of plugins into like one outlet. And then he plugs one more thing in and it like explodes. Now, I do remember, I do remember hearing that or reading about this, like how, um, back in the day, like messing with like electronics and everything like that, people would get shocked all the time. Now, I don't know if they were just using like, oh, I remember our old vacuum. It was like all metal, right? And we were plugging it into an outlet and it had like this cotton like uh, pattern. What it was? Uh, what it? It's, it's, it was a nightmare of a vacuum. Anyways, all I'm saying is that it very well could have been like, okay, maybe what if one of the plugs blew, right? Or like, because there are some... Uh, electronics. I have a fan that has a fuse in the plug. And I had never seen that before. Like I, just recently I was like, wait, there's fuses. So if a fuse back in the day exploded, like if they were some, uh, could have started a fire, especially if it was near the, now what I'm getting at is the Christmas tree, right? So if a fuse blew next to a pine tree, that's dry. Right. But you think that then it would have been like, Oh, Hey, the tree went up in flames. I don't, I don't know, but Nevertheless, the investigation faulty wiring could it have been it? Yeah, I mean they said that they saw that the lights were on. Am I saying that they were that they didn't see that? No, but I maybe just cuz maybe it could I think that a certain part of the house could still have the lights on and there could still be faulty wiring just because one wire in your house is faulty doesn't mean that the rest of them are. And like I feel like the electronics would still work again. This is back in the day. I don't know if just it was just one singular wire going throughout the house, and if it was something happened to it, nothing else would work. If you're an electrician and you listen to the show, or if you know anything about that, please let me know because I might be talking out my ass right now, and it might be that even today. So let us know, let me know. Um, but let's let's dig just a little bit more into this story. Um, this is some of the theories. One popular theory is that this is again from grudge.com. One of the popular theories is that solder children were kidnapped. Now again, I was going to say that the, um, what they're making it seem like was the person on the phone might've kidnapped them. And I think that's what they're alluding to. Um, let's see if it says anything else in there. A few months before the fire, George solder, uh, brick, brick, Geez, bickered with an insurance salesman regarding Italian leader Benito Mussolini. The salesman reportedly supported the the dictator while Sadr uh, opposed him. Per report by Medium, the argument ended with the salesman threatening George by saying that his home is going up in smoke and his children are going to be destroyed. An investigation into the matter was concluded, but it was eventually dropped as there was no concrete evidence against the salesman. So that aspect is very weird, right? To say something very specifically, but at this point, why wouldn't the, why wouldn't the guy abduct all 10 children? Now, again, ah. 10 like taking 5 out I mean that's a lot and then 5 more I I, I don't know but t- to be so specific with a threat and then it actually happens I mean that that's a red flag right there but I don't but I mean like the it depends I guess on who did that investigation, as far as like, all right, yeah, he, he has nothing to do with it, right? Because like, even like the the investigation into the faulty wiring, I just was there just bad investigation going on back in the day. All right, it was just a lack of resources, maybe. I don't know, but that's that's very. I think that's a very suspicious threat, and I can see why that's a theory. Is that someone makes a a threat against your home and your kids, and then? A few months later. Well, no, I think it said it was in it was in May. Um let's see here. A few months before the fire. So it just it doesn't give the exact month. It just says a few months before that actually happens. Now I could see that being something because if this person had never committed a crime a couple months before, you know, but to but to set someone's house on fire and take their kids just because they just dis- disagree with you on a topic that that's a little much, you know? And that's why this, cause I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I could, I guess I could see it both ways where it'd be like, okay, yes, this possibly could, this person could have taken them, set the house on fire. But again, like, I don't feel like someone, I mean, but he did, what could they have been? Again, again dictatorship, not a good thing, but I don't think I would set someone's house on fire. And take their kids over something like that jeez that's that's pretty intense okay so let's let's get into one more theory i think that's all we'll have time for on today's episode um but we'll leave you with this all right so another popular theory is that the five children were kidnapped and were sold to an orphanage in italy the family received a letter from a woman who claimed that one of their children was alive in a convent in italy Plenty via history by day. That's where it's coming from. Plenty of people reported sightings of the children, but investigations didn't lead to anything. More than two decades after the fire, Jeannie Sauter received a photo of a young man in the mail. It looked like one of her missing sons. And the back of the photo had, writing on it, Louis Sauter. I love brother Frankie little boys, and then gives a bunch of numbers. The photo was sent to, sent from Connecticut, and the family sent a private investigator there. But eerily, the family never heard from him again. For the Sodders, the most likely scenario was that the children were kidnapped before the house was on fire. So that's another weird aspect of this, is that they receive a photo of possibly one of their kids in the mail as an adult. Years and years and years and years, years later in the sixties to be precise, I think someone was just messing with them, you know, like this, it's a, it's a very odd story. I don't know if you've heard of it before. I mean, I had, I hadn't until someone had mentioned it. Um, but that, that aspect, I, I, I feel like that, I feel like that happens a lot. And it's sad. It, and you shouldn't do that. I mean, like, you're just a shit human being if you mess with someone who like has had something very tragic like this happen in their life. But there are people that do that, that get their jollies off by fucking messing with people like this. So, But what do, what do I think? I think that's what it was. I think it was just someone messing with someone. Because, What well, I mean, because if, all right, here's the thing, is that if you were taken as a child and you know it because these kids are old, right they're they're not they're not to the point where they're like they don't know they're not like a baby they're not like one, two, three, they don't know what's going on, right you, they, whoever took them can't be like, "Hey, I'm your new dad and your parents didn't want you blah 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 but If the child was able to live to be an adult and he they know that they were taken, why would you not personally go seek out your parents? Or why would you wait till, you know, like, why wouldn't you run from your abductor? I don't know. I don't, there's a lot of what ifs right here, but I feel like this was just someone messing with his family and that's pretty sick. So, but tell me what you think about these stories that I had told you about. Let me know in the comments if you want us to keep covering things like this. It was kind of a little bit of a different episode today. Um, so if you want if you want more stuff like this, let us know. I would love to hear all of your thoughts as far as audience member. So if you're hearing this on the TikToks, the YouTubes, if you're actually listening on Podbean, you can hit you can leave comments there, or if you'd like to go to Discord. And again, if you don't, it's all right. We'll just keep making our stuff and hopefully you like the material. But just remember, we don't want stuff that's normal. We want stuff that's epic. <laughs> fire on fire. Um, five more. I, I I don't know, but George and Genie, the latter isn't there because I might be talking out my ass right now. And granted, like, okay, after you went fire on fire, um, five more. I I don't but George and Genie, the latter isn't there because I might be talking out my ass right now. And granted, like. Oh, That is effing weird. That's the podcast. That's what we're doing.